Off season. Who's got an off season? We got plenty to talk about. He is Jake Warren. The fall report brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden Man Alive. It's worth the drive. Go to Bassey.com to learn more. So we've got a lot going on, Jacob. SEC spring meetings. You got a buddy who's throwing heat in the bigs. You got a basketball player who's following your path. I mean, there's a lot going on, Jacob. There is. Yeah. And we're talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go. Some people say you can make a living doing this sort of thing. So here we go. Uh, let's, let's, Let's start with Ben Joyce, your buddy. It was about this time a year ago, you were nice enough to hook me up with and uh, had him on uh, this very program and got to visit with him. Just a super cool dude. And to think of him making his major league debut, uh, that's that's pretty awesome and goes to show you what what can change in a year. What do you think? Yeah, it is awesome. And I think that, you know, it's something that we all look forward to. Right. And, and we all I know a bunch of guys that got drafted last year and are in the minors and, you know, working their way up and stuff. And so obviously Ben, at least to my knowledge, is one of the first to to get pulled up and, and to, you know, actually have that debut and be able to play in that game. And um, yeah, my dad texted me. I knew, I knew he got pulled up, but I didn't realize he, he was actually going to be pitching, you know, this specific game. My dad texted me and was like, Hey, Ben's pitching. So sure enough, I started streaming on my phone and was able to watch the one inning he pitched with did a great job. And um, yeah, it's super exciting and obviously, Super cool for him and, and his family, but it's great to see him being successful. So for those that don't know, you guys went to Farragut together before yeah. playing different sports at the same time at, at Tennessee together. Yeah, so when did you see that he could he could throw heat heat, like triple digit heat? What's crazy is that like when we were younger, so I met him probably like sixth, seventh grade maybe. Um, him and his twin brother, Zach, who his twin brother, Zach actually plays at Tennessee now. Um, mm-hmm. but met him like really young. And, and when we were younger, like they were just little kids, right? They're, they're big guys right now. Like they're, man, every bit of six foot four, six foot five. I don't know how much they weigh, but you know, 200 something pounds and it's big muscular dudes. And, and that was not them when they were younger. Right. We were, <laughs> I was, I was definitely a big kid. Right. So I was always, you know, taller and bigger than everybody else. And they were just regular sized kids and, and they were skinny and, and had the skinny kid muscles and all that stuff. And then they, you know, as we get through high school and, and everything and they start putting on weight and getting a little bit bigger and they just have these massive growth spurts, like probably our senior year. And um, now they're six foot three, six, four, throwing the ball 90 miles an hour. <laughs> like, where did this come from? You know what I mean? Like, this is just crazy. So obviously and then they go to, they go to Walters and, and just continue to man utilize the gym and working out and, and obviously, you know, fine tuning their, his mechanics and their mechanics and, now he's doing that, which is kind of crazy. So it's definitely cool to, you know, my little claim to fame, I guess, if you want to call it that. Well, you might be his claim to fame. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, you're, yeah. When you, when you come out and you're like the next Jason Witten or something, then there right. you go. Exactly. Um, what sounds more daunting? Getting lit up by safety coming across the middle Man. or taking a 105 mile an hour pitch right in the back? Man, I got to say that. <laughs> I'm not getting in the box. I'll be honest. I'm not getting in the box. I'm you, not wouldn't even, even, you wouldn't even get in. No. Unless I were to tell him, like, hey, dude, like, chill. Like, don't do that. Don't throw it that fast. Because if I get hit, like, he's a, he's a professional. Quite literally, he's a professional now. And, like, he makes mistakes, right? But if I got hit, I would be so frustrated with him that, like, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't even be funny. So, yeah, I'd rather take that hit across the middle probably. At least I got pads on. So it wouldn't be funny. I mean, are you saying that could get, could you charge the mount? No, I'd be, yeah, 
I'd probably charge. I'd be upset. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you. I guess right after the ambulance drives away is when you charge the mound, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. It sounds horrible to get hit by a pitch like that. Um, but as far as getting hit by a safety, I, I don't think I've asked you this question. When's, what's the most memorable hit you've taken where you're kind of like, whoa? I mean, you, there were a couple of times where you were a little wobbly, but you told me afterwards not really. What's the yeah. biggest hit you've taken in college? Um, there's definitely been times where this is the thing. Like a lot of times when you're playing, you don't – you take a hit or whatever. This is this is most times, right? You take just a basic routine hit, um, you know, you don't – feel much of it right sometimes you do sometimes you don't it depends on how you get hit where you get hit um how they hit you right if, they, if you're getting hit with a shoulder or with a helmet right a helmet obviously feels a lot different um but yeah last year versus georgia just took a weird like kind of glancing hit from the side and that one just kind of just i don't know it shook me man like i got up and just your eyes are crossing you're seeing stars <laughs> you're like this is so scary what is going on <laughs> like and that's just part of the game, which is so crazy. Like it's just become so normal that that's a feeling that you just you just like you just feel sometimes, and that's just kind of okay. That wakes me up. I'm ready to play. I'm ready ready to go be physical, whatever. Um, but I remember one in high school, and this is funny because I don't even I don't think I've told the story. I probably haven't. But one hit I took in high school, uh, we were playing Maryville, which for those that don't know, Maryville is one of the uh, better, definitely better football programs in the state of Tennessee, definitely in East Tennessee. Um, so it's a good game. They've got good players. Uh, we had good players. I think it was my senior year. We're playing at their place in the playoffs. And um, just like a little seam ball, something that I did a lot in high school, just releasing from the core and just running a little seam right down the middle, catching a ball and trying to make somebody miss and, and do what I can. Um, but this time, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a bad ball by the quarterback or if I ran the wrong, you know, I ran right into him or whatever. But this kid, dude from Maryville, <laughs> Uh, he lit me up, man. He, he got me good. He stuck me. And, and of course, like it didn't hurt that bad. So I stand up and I'm like, yeah, good hit, bro. Whatever. And he's like, oh my gosh, like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I just lit him up. Like I just lit up the Tennessee commit, whatever. And everybody in the stands is going crazy because we're at their place. I'm like, guys, it just like, he just hit me. Like it's not that big a deal. Um, but it was funny because um, you had a target on you. Yeah. Right. A few years later, I, I met a, I met a friend and she was talking about how like, oh yeah, you played it like you played a fair go. Okay, I didn't know that. And she then she had the realization that I was the one that one of her best friends had that big hit on my senior year of high school. She was like, oh my god, that was like one of my best friends that did that. And I was like, well, tell him it was a good hit. I don't know. <laughs> like he might appreciate it now that you know the scene where I'm at. But um, yeah, that's definitely one of the most memorable ones for sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess the question is, did did you get her number? Well. <laughs> She's a friend, okay? <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be the worst way to lose a girl, though, is that... Oh, uh, you got blown up and I don't know. Yeah. really hard. Yeah, and then if she was dating the guy that was hitting you, then she that doesn't make any sense. But I'll tell you what, what does make sense. No, no, I don't even want to go down that path. Uh, not the, Definitely not the dating game. The Vol Report with Jacob Warren is brought to you by Bassie Lawn and Garden. Josiah Jordan James comes back to play yeah. some more hoops at Tennessee. What's the one piece of advice you would give him? Because you had somewhat similar decision whether or not to go to the NFL. You had one year remaining. Yeah. What piece of advice would you give him? Um, I mean, I, I could probably talk to him, right? He's one of my, my decent buddies, and I, I know a oh, couple okay. of guys on the team. But, you know, if I see him, probably one thing I'll talk to him about is just you know, embracing it, right? Embracing the fact that, yeah, I am older than everybody else, and 
that is great. And that everyone looks up to me at this point, like not everybody, but a lot of the guys on the team look up to me at this point for, you know, whether they're just asking about just anything. Right. So just being able to be a resource for, for my teammates is, has been huge. And I, I'm sure he's already in that position um, on that team, just considering the impact that he's had, but just continuing to pour into the younger guys and just enjoy it because at the same time, it's like, man, yeah, you had that decision to leave and, and making the decision to stay is honestly like pretty freeing. And it allows you to just be happy with the decision. Cause at the end of the day is like, I wasn't, my hand was not forced in any way. I made this choice and he made this choice to come back. Um, because we both think that it's going to be the best for us professionally in our professional careers. And we enjoy being at Tennessee. We enjoy the people that we play with. So um, yeah, just looking at it as a positive rather than something that, that's maybe holding you back or, or, you know, knocking you off this timeline that, that you got, that you think you have. How important is it, no matter what decision you made, and you and I've talked about it, but how important is it for him not to second guess it, no matter which decision he made, not second yeah. guess and look back. Yeah. Just can't look back, man. It, it, the, thing is like it doesn't matter at this point right he has made the decision it's come out I'm, i don't know how the all the rules and stuff work but i'm sure once he decided that he's you know taking his name out of the nba thing or whatever that he's he's here man and it's it's locked in and so um just being able to move forward and take every day you know individually just try to get better every single day to actually you know make that decision worth it right at this point if you if you go and you just kind of lollygag and you don't don't really go hard and don't put your best foot forward um, then we both just made that decision to come back for that whole year, you know, for nothing, right? We're not actually advancing ourselves. We're not making ourselves any more valuable in the eyes of the NFL or the NBA, whatever it may be. Um, so we're truly just taking it every day, just trying to accomplish the mission that we came back for. He is Jacob Warren. I'm Dave Hooker. The Vol Report with Jacob Warren is brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. Man Alive, it's worth the drive. Go to Bassey.com to learn more with those industrial and commercial mowers. It's worth the drive to Cleveland, Tennessee from Nashville, Knoxville, or Chattanooga to save a substantial amount of money thanks to their buying power. Bassey Lawn and Garden, Bassey.com. Man Alive, it's worth the drive. Toro, count on it. So as, as far as... Tennessee as a whole. I was debating this with somebody else, a colleague, and I'm curious what you would you would your take on this. And that is the Champions Cup. That was something that's given out in the SEC to who has the highest cumulative score on all sports. Mm-hmm. So I I said that's that's pretty cool that Tennessee won that. And yeah. he was kind of of the mindset, well, it really just comes all down to football. Probably true for every school other than Kentucky. But how do you view it as not only as a current member of the athletic department, mm-hmm. but also if you go back to being a prospective athlete, having things to do on campus, having that sort of culture, how significant is that to you now? And do you think it would be then? Um, you mean athletically, athletics-wise? Yes, the Champions Cup goes to whoever yeah. does yeah. the best in all this. Yeah, so I mean, I think that, it just makes everything everything more interesting, right? I, I think that this um, concept of like going to games, right, and being a fan of, of a sport or whatever, um, isn't hard, but it's just different, right? Because the main sport that people go to and are fans of is football, and I won't have the chance to be in the stands for a football game until I'm done playing football, and even then, it'll still be kind of this weird feeling of like not really feeling like just a fan or like I'm just there to observe, but of course I'm going to be analyzing everything that I'm watching on the field. I'm going to be, you know what I mean? Thinking about all the different things that I was doing back when I was playing or whatever it may be. So um, I think that this is something I've always kind of 
felt like I missed out on and was really interested to be able to do was, was go to a football game as a student, right? And just as someone that is just with all my buddies and, you know, we get ready for the game and then we drive over and then we, you know, go to the stadium, we tailgate, we do all that stuff. And just that's something that you don't really get as a football player because we're the ones playing. Now, with that being said, I think that you can find that a lot of different places, right? We we really like going to the basketball games. We really like going to the softball games. We go to baseball games. And now that all these teams around us are also really good and really competitive and, and you know, making runs to the, to the College World Series and winning SEC championships. And, you know, we have all these good, you know, sports and teams around us. It's really interesting to be able to go and, and, and have that experience as, as a fan and just as a, as a, you know, just a student, right? Just going to enjoy sports. So um, I think that's kind of what, what you were asking, but that's definitely, that's definitely how I feel nowadays versus how it's been in the past where it's like, why would I want to go to one of those games? Like they, whether, you know, and people who I felt that about us too, like I'm not even bashing any other sports, but people might've felt that way about football. Like, why would I go to this game if they're just going to lose or if it's not going to be entertaining or whatever? So, well, no, you're, you're right. I, there were a lot of times when I was a student on campus and this was during um, the mid nineties that I didn't know that there was a basketball game ongoing right? because they'd gotten so bad and they ran a boring style of offense when they got a little bit better. And then you move forward to the two thousands. I've talked to players there that yeah, there was kind of a fun competitive desire back and forth. The teams, I mean, look at what the basketball team's doing. We should do this and vice versa. So yeah. can it be a motivating factor too? the fact that everybody's raising the bar? For sure. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the new that's the new standard. And that's what we want to set is that we're going to be just dominant in every sport. And, you know, it's not just a football school, right? It's not just a basketball school. It's an everything school. And so I think you kind of take pride in that, too, being able to watch as a as just a ball in a, in a VFL and just be like, oh, yeah, cool. That's really I take a lot of pride in the fact that our softball team is at the national or is at the World Series right now and that we've won all these SC championships and all that stuff. So it's, it's definitely really cool to just be a part of. And then a couple of kickoff times came out. Uh, yeah. One, the Virginia game at noon. The other, the Florida game at 7 o'clock. So I think I know your answer, but what time of day do you prefer playing in? What do you think my answer is? I think it's early. I think it's <laughs> I think it's noon. I think it's 11 yeah. central at Baton Rouge is what I think. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's a bad look to say that. Yeah, I would much rather prefer to play in the morning. <laughs> yeah. We do not – we don't not like night games. This is the thing, especially in Neyland, right, and we're playing Florida, playing an SEC game, first SEC game. This is going to be the biggest, most anticipated game, you know, at least as of right now, is to see that game, see how we're going to perform at their place at night. Like, this is something that is very – it's very exciting, right? It just creates this this natural, you know, uh, just energy in the stadium. Whenever it's a night game, the lights come on, the sun goes down music's loud all that stuff so um definitely appreciate a night game and, and i appreciate you know what all comes with it but at the same time is like i don't appreciate sitting in a hotel room for <laughs> for hours you know what i'm saying just waiting for a game and you know you just gotta think about the game all day long and then you know be able to snap into that mindset of okay it's game time whatever but you got those 12 o'clock kicks or those 11 centrals like you pretty much get up you eat breakfast and we're out the door we're rolling we're going to the stadium and getting ready to play and we practice in the mornings right now. So that's kind of, you know, natural for us. We're used to getting up, getting food and then getting to it. Right. So um, I would definitely probably prefer the earlier games just because. Um, so in, in, in high school, did you practice in the afternoons? Yeah. 
drives afternoons in high school. I would think so. Every team I covered practiced in the afternoons, and they hated noon games, the players I talked to. So you think it's as simple as a body clock? It's got to be. I mean, to me, it, it makes sense, right? And to me, it's also, you know, you, you catch some hot games, right? If, if you're playing at 12, you're rolling into, you know, 2 o'clock. You come out of halftime, and it's 2.30, and it's like, okay, like, it, it's pretty warm. But at the same time, you're, if you play the prime time, if you play 3.30, right, and, you know, it's a hot day, you're starting the game and finishing the game when it's really hot. So just to me, it, you know, it all just depends on weather and depends on, body clock and, and just kind of what you're used to. And, and if you're a morning person, right, some people aren't morning people and um, getting up at seven o'clock for a game is, you know, sounds like the worst, but um, like I said, we do it every single day for practice. So all of us seem to be kind of used to it. Yeah. I, I, I think no matter when you play as opposed, uh, unless it's eight o'clock in the morning, it's going to be hot in the South. Right. Right. Exactly. Even night games. Most most of the time, night games are just muggy, and, and it'll probably be muggy and hot and stuff in, in Florida, but obviously the sun's not coming down on you, but still. No, uh, absolutely. So um, as far as w- when you're on the road as opposed to at home, how much more difficult is it to pass the time when you do have a night game? Yeah, I mean, it's really honestly the same. Uh, we have not necessarily a routine that we that I do in the hotel, but you know, you get there the day before, and this is the same thing in a home game, right? We get there on Friday after Friday evening, um, you eat dinner, have a lot of time to spend with just family. Um, so for away, generally that means you know probably just my parents that'll show up to that'll come to away games, and sometimes grandparents and stuff or people that are in the area that we know. Um, but they'll come to the hotel, and we'll get a chance to just kind of chat and just talk and and whatever. And then you know we go up, we'll play board games, we'll do whatever. The next morning, wake up, eat breakfast. I play more board games. We get to watch a lot of the games that are that are actually on TV, right? So that's one thing about the night games is I don't really get to watch a lot of college football unless I have a night game that day. Just because if I got a night game, I'm not getting ready till you know four or something, whatever. So I can watch that twelve o'clock game pretty much all the way through, and then I can watch some of that three thirty game and then get a little bit of it before we have to get ready. So that definitely is a perk for sure. But you know, we we spend a lot of time playing cards and playing board games and watching TV, taking naps just doing all, all those all those regular things. So kind of becomes regular by the end of the season. Good deal. He's Jacob Warren. The Vol Report with Jacob Warren is brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Guard. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Go to Bassey.com to learn more. And they will save you money with their buying power. Toro, count on it. For Jacob, I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.